Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We appreciate you, as always, for listening to this podcast as we talk to some of the most interesting people in Arkansas. See, Mason, I've already put the pressure on you. You're going to have to be uh, interesting. Uh, Mason Ellis, our our guest today, uh, noted architect. Uh, really specializes in a lot of historic restoration, which anybody who has read my columns through the years knows that that there's a real interest of mine, but also a cyclist, and and we're going to kind of blend things today. But, you know, Mason reached out to me after a recent podcast in which we talked about Fush Creek and and development along the creek. Some of you may have heard that, and uh, what a treasure it really was that it had not been developed, and the fact that it will now be opened up by the Southwest Trail, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But specifically, you reached out to me about the Rose Creek Trail, and I, I have been back in Little Rock since 1989 when I moved back from Washington. So for 35 years, and I'm not even sure that I knew that that creek was named Rose Creek. You talk about hidden treasure. So I guess start out talking a little bit, because certainly since I didn't know, we can't take for granted that our listeners know, what is Rose Creek? Where where does it start? Where does it run? And, And why is it significant to those of us that live in the Little Rock area? Sure, sure. So if you've driven on 630, you've most likely passed over Rose Creek, probably without even knowing it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a pretty small drainage that empties directly into the Arkansas River, and it's um, basically on the east end of the Capital View Stiff Station neighborhood, uh, on right alongside the railroad tracks there behind the state capitol complex. Um, it starts actually, the watershed starts up in Hillcrest, and uh, interesting enough, it starts at Central Arkansas Water at Newt Park. Yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, we say we start off with the best water up there. Comes down through parts of Hillcrest, goes through UAMS, and at UAMS, um, that's where the creek really starts to form. Uh, it flows uh, through uh, Stiff Station neighborhood by Lamar Porterfield. Mm-hmm. It disappears for a while underneath 630. It's been uh, heavily channelized. Um, we actually do a creek walk every year. One of our board members leads it, and uh, you can take a long tunnel ride <laughs> along the creek to Oh, wow. To find so you it. go down into yeah, the tunnels. Yeah, you go down into the mean, tunnels and pop out underneath the railroad tracks and everything. Um, and then it uh, pops out at the back of the cap- state capital complex, mm. and there, from there on, it's it's more of a natural stream. Um, but it's and then empties into the Arkansas River down near Gill Street, um, kind of uh, west of the Dillard's headquarters down there. So. A lot of people have probably crossed over it on Cantrell 630, but not, you're right. Not a lot of people know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a unique opportunity because of its relationship to um, downtown, to the Arkansas River Trail, and to the Capital View Stiff Station neighborhoods. There's so many different things that um, have possibilities because of the creek and the green space around it, um, but a lot of people just overlook it. So our, our group, the Rose Creek Initiative, we're really trying to bring those ideas to fruition and work on building the Rose Creek Trail, also uh, completing the Rose Creek Park in a overlooked kind of green space uh, south of 3rd Street, and hopefully uh, build up the Rose Creek Watershed Alliance, where we really start focusing on reducing the amount of trash and litter that people, you know, drop into the streets, gets uh, washed down the storm water and into the creek. I want to 
talk for a minute and then we'll go back to the creek itself, but also in drawing on your vast experience, as I mentioned, in historic restoration. Let's talk about both the Capitol View neighborhood and the Stiff Station neighborhood. Again, I know we've got listeners from outside of Little Rock, so again, kind of describe those two neighborhoods, why they're important, the historic significance of them, and the kind of architecture we see in both the housing and the the few commercial mm-hmm. uh, structures that are in those neighborhoods. Sure, uh, Capitol View and Stiff Station kind of were the you know next uh, ring of neighborhoods west of downtown. Um, there's a lot of beautiful craftsman-style houses in the area. There's also some Spanish Revival houses, uh, Colonial Revival-style, a little mix of architecture, but it's heavily heavily craftsman architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was developed, it's— What, what years, basically, are most of those? 19-teens to—my ni- house is 1930, actually. So about 30, 19-teens okay. until uh, right up to World War II. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then uh, Stiff Station, uh, as its names apply, was actually a uh, trolley station— uh, before the streetcar began going up Cavanaugh, then Prospect Avenue would go up towards Hillcrest. So it was a, uh, a trolley stop and a little commercial node developed there at the intersection of Cavanaugh and Markham. So and it was a very you know pedestrian-oriented neighborhood then because everybody was walking mm-hmm. or hopping the streetcar or you know if you had a horse <laughs> riding around that way. Um, but it was it was very you know built around uh, people walking and biking. And we're kind of taking that into the Rose Creek uh, Trail project as well, because one of the greatest things about the Arkansas River Trail is just how, you know, it connects all up and down the Arkansas River on both sides of the river. But if anybody's biked or walked it, most likely you've put your bike in the back of your car and driven down there to it. Or maybe you've ridden on a busy city street or something like that. If you live in a residential area, you can't really get to the river trail. Mm-hmm. So the, the Rose Creek Trail, one of the main goals of it is to create a, a, a shared youth path, shared use pathway to connect the Capitol Youth Stiff Station back to the Arkansas River Trail. And from there, you can get to the Big Dam Bridge or downtown right. North Little Rock and really kind of bring back that whole pedestrian, uh, you know, uh, concept that the neighborhood was built around. So you live in Capitol View? I do. Well, Stiff Station. Stiff Station. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's funny because, uh, yeah, Woodrow is is kind of the dividing line. Exactly. I'm right on on Woodrow and Capitol, and we're right on the west side of it. So I'm saying I'm Stiff Station, but I have lots of friends at Capitol View. (laughs) You know, I'm a big proponent also of infill development, and and both of those neighborhoods have – always struck me, especially with uh, how close to downtown for those who work downtown, uh, have struck me as as just uh, still a lot of untapped potential in both neighborhoods. That's exactly right. Um, um, I'm also involved, uh, been involved with Studio Maine, um, which is a local nonprofit that's architects, uh, designers, engineers, and we're, you know, we have our day jobs and then we kind of come together afterwards and try to figure out how to make Little Rock and North Little Rock a better place. And we did our annual pop-up in Stiff Station uh, in 2018. Um, and that was when we actually uh, took a, took a, uh, closed down a lane in Markham and made it into a three-lane road. And we tested that scenario for uh, a couple weeks. And we did some pop-up shops and what were empty storefronts then, 
um, and really created a vibrant uh, commercial district again. Everybody loved it. And so now all those storefronts are filled up again. Absolutely, they except are. Except one, uh, but but we're working on that. Okay, <laughs> and, gotcha. And, and the city is working on doing uh, implementing the road dial along I, I was going to say, I recently yeah. read that's now going to happen, that's isn't exactly. it? Along yeah, Martin and that's going to make such a difference. So you, you can – It's going to slow the traffic exactly. down in there, I guess open places. up bike line, lanes. Actually, it won't have bike lanes because uh, we, we talked about that because uh, Markham is pretty hilly. <laughs> If you're on a bike, it it's way better to ride on Capitol Avenue gotcha. or, ride a, a Cap, or a Kavanaugh. But uh, but it's going to improve the sidewalks. And we'll you know right now if you walk out of Oyster Bar, you feel like you're going to run out get run over by a car. They're so close. But we're actually going to be able to take more space and have outdoor dining and. I was going to ask about outdoor oh, dining yeah, yeah. as an Oyster Bar yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, got to have. So that. it will allow space for outdoor dining yeah. along yep. there. Wow, good deal. Good deal. Let let some of that cigarette smoke out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got about forty years of cigarettes. Oh yes. there. but that's another yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's another another story for another day. Uh, so let's go back to the Rose Creek Initiative. How, how, who got together? How how did you become a a formal organization? Sure. Well, we, we like to say that uh, the Rose Creek Park is actually over 100 years old. It was first uh, described by uh, landscape architect John Nolan mm-hmm. uh, in his 1912 uh, plan, for, uh, plan for a park system for Little Rock. And he talks about Rose Creek and its unique watershed and the, all the vegetation that's around it and how it's so close to the capital and connects the river and how it would be a great spot for a park. Do you, do you mind if I quote him sure, here? Absolutely. I love the I, quote I, you use. You yeah. did a piece for... Uh, the publication Block Street and Building last year. Now, this was, again, John Nolan more than 100 years ago. Quote, The shallow stream of Rose Creek within a comparatively small area in this section winds through exceedingly varied scenes, now over a pebbly bed surrounded by scattered cypress, now through a meadow with groups of willows, now through a little grove, and now through a rocky ravine of small proportions but much beauty, under a bridge at a point suggestive of a beautiful permanent structure in keeping with surrounding nature, and thence on to its junction with the Arkansas River westward of the Rocky Bluffs. Such natural features are precisely the elements to determine the site of a park, and while it has been impossible to fix any definite areas on the general plan, whatever sections may not actually be required by the railroad may, with particular appropriateness, form connections between the capital grounds and the river bluffs. That guy could write, couldn't he? I've never heard anybody read that so well, too. I was getting <laughs> chills. <so. laughs> I know. And you can just visualize it the way he writes that. Yeah. And it and there really is, like, you know, with the 630 construction and different things, a lot of it has been channelized and covered up. But there are still some magical spots down there that we're just trying to get people to, to go check out. All right. Well, you, you mentioned uh, – the an event coming up, another hike. Let, let's talk about uh, some of your activities. What what kind of things do you do on a yearly basis? Sure. So, um, like I said, the the Rose Creek Park idea is probably over 100 years old, but the Rose Creek Initiative really kind of started forming 
in uh, the 1990s, I believe, when there was a neighborhood master plan. Uh, and then a small group got together informally in 2004 and called themselves the Rose Creek Initiative. And then in 2022, we actually became an official nonprofit, 501c3. So um, we basically meet every month and kind of try to talk about, you know, next steps, either uh, easements, ac easement acquisitions for the trail, um, uh, cleanup events. Um, we're going to be participating in the uh, Keep Little Rock Beautiful cleanup event. We do that every year, and that's one of our biggest events. Um, and that's not just cleaning up the park, but also kind of the surrounding neighborhood around there. And uh, we worked with um, uh, Dr. John Zaneski from uh, UALR and created our own homemade trash boom down there. That ah. we've kind of been testing and and uh, trying to clean out. It's actually uh, come <laughs> unattached right now. We've got a work day scheduled to get it all uh, put back together. Those spring rains are kind of rough on it. But, you know, a lot of cleanups, working with uh, Leland Couch at Parks and Rec. Right. Um, we've been working with uh, Public Works as well, um, north of 3rd Street, trying to figure out the best route to get the trail connected back to the Arkansas River Trail. Um, working with Arkansas Highway De Transportation Department, um, RDOT, um, for um, they're about to you know do a job on the Cantrell Bridge. Well, that's mm -hmm. going to go right where Rose Creek's going to connect. So there's gotcha. all these different players that we're just always trying to kind of keep a keep tabs on on who's on what and is there any benefit that we can you know work into another project to get this get make this a reality well it, it, it's really exciting and it, and it plugs in so well to the other things that we're doing or trying to do uh, in in central arkansas now and and i talk about uh, i'm mentioning specifically here the the arkansas river trail that we have and then the extremely exciting, and I touched on this when I mentioned Fush Creek Southwest Trail plan uh, that is will connect Little Rock all the way to Hot Springs. And I know all cyclists and hikers, too, are, are excited about that. Um, uh, again, for those that might not be familiar, kind of, kind of explain what, what's happening with the Southwest Trail. Sure. So the Southwest Trail, that one's been going on for a long time, and I was involved with that early on as well. But um, it's, it's a, I believe, it, the number varies, but 67 mile, plus or minus, depends mm -hmm. on who you talk to, a uh, multi-use trail that'll connect downtown Little Rock to downtown Hot Springs. Um, and uh, a big part of it will go like behind Central High School, kind of around the south in Little Rock, and then begin uh, going through Pulaski County, which I believe they, they already have uh, some uh, funding and secured the right-of-way for their section. Um, through Saline County, we'll cross the old river bridge on the Saline River that uh, they've been re working on restoring for, for many years yeah, now. Exactly. And, uh, and then go through Garland County and connect to the uh, Hot Springs Greenway Trail that's already there existing, and it will you'll empty out right into Bathhouse Road downtown in Hot Springs. So, it's I mean it's got a lot of possibilities, and this this trail will connect directly to that, um, but it will also connect directly to the residential neighborhood. So, um, you know there's a lot of possibilities with people that uh, you see in Northwest Arkansas, people who build neighborhoods around the bike trail because mm -hmm. that is the amenity and that's the type of thing. Even here in Little Rock, the uh, rock water development. Mm -hmm. I mean, that absolutely has, that has come up because people want to live on the on a bike trail. I mean, because you can access so many things without getting in your car and and stuff like that. So there's a lot of opportunity to do those type of developments in here and kind of what you're talking about more commercial development. There's a there's a lot of empty space out there that could be really uh, developed and built around those those two trail systems. And and I promise not to go to preaching here, ah. but I but I write till I'm blue in the face uh, that that economic development in the 21st century 
is no longer attracting factories, which is yeah. what economic development pretty well was understood to be in the 20th century in towns around Arkansas. It was It's about attracting talent. And, and one of the ways, as you know, that we attract young, talented people is through amenities such as right. great trail systems. Yeah. Um, I'll, I, I don't get to do it as much as I like to, but I will walk to work sometimes mm-hmm. from my house in Stiff Station to downtown. It takes me about 30 minutes to get from my front door uh, to the front door of my office. And walking along the trail that we currently have built, which is more of a, <laughs> our group mainly built a footpath. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and we're encouraging more people to use it because the more people use it, you know, the more likely to get built and the more people will get to experience it. But just starting my day kind of walking through the woods and along a creek and, you know, seeing a blue heron fishing in the morning and getting to walk by the state capitol on my way to the office, it completely transforms your day. So a lot of people like biking to work because they start their day off with exercise, you know, and, and you're just, you just start your day completely different than if you sit in a car for 30 minutes and drive in. So, you know, building a whole neighborhood where people start their day with that type of experience every morning is really something unique that people will want to come to. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, I, and I, again, what you're doing uh, at Rose Creek, we mentioned the Southwest Trail and the potential there. We've also, there is a lot going on, which excites me as a Little Rock resident. We've also got the activity going west of town in which you take the Arkansas River Trail. We've got the new developments uh, with the new visitor center and all now at Pinnacle mm-hmm. Mountain. And then, uh, and then you've got the... Arkansas Natural Heritage Commission and the Nature Conservancy involved in both Rattlesnake Ridge and Blue Mountain as as you go further west. So a lot of activity going west of town. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, and there's so much, and everybody, a lot of people know about that. And we're trying to get, uh, make Rose Creek kind of like a little urban oasis. I mean, it's like I said, not a lot of people know about it, but it's a cool little green space that has a lot of possibility. We have been working with the... uh, U of A co-op uh, extension office to try to do a invasive plant, uh, invasive plants removal program on the hillside. There's all sorts of old privet and ivy and nandina bushes from when there was old home sites out there. Mm-hmm. And you can still see the foundations and stuff, which is interesting. But, you know, how to get that established back and the, the native plants reestablished. Um, is there a way we can make maybe a, a rock climbing bouldering wall or something in that park where if you're downtown working, you could take a quick lunch break and go, you know, do a quick bouldering run or something like that instead of driving all the way out to the climbing center uh, on Bowman or, uh, you know, a short downhill mountain biking course on the steep hillside that we've got the park down there. Maybe you can take a take a ride at lunch and, you know, get a few uh, runs in on that. Just something that kind of creates a, a natural experience right there so close to downtown that people can access. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you to put your other hat on because we've got a few minutes left after that. <laughs> Sorry, I lost, I rest, lost time. Oh, no, no, no. I I wanted to do this because I mentioned my interest in historic preservation and your work as an architect for, for many years now. Uh, you know, when I was a boy, and we're talking 50 years or more now ago, when I was a boy, we were we were very much a, a tear-down state. Uh, yeah. You know, tear it down, uh, tear down the old church building and throw up a metal building. And yep. uh, uh, it, it certainly seems to me, even though, and this is a big picture question, but even though we've got a long way to go, that um, we have gotten a lot better in the past 20 years or so, certainly here in Arkansas, yeah. 
about identifying structures and saying that's worth saving. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, you know, we, we lost a lot of structures. We did lose we a lot. We lost so many. Yeah. Uh, when you go to, uh, you know, I just came back from Oklahoma City, um, and but that, that city in Tulsa and some surrounding cities, they had urban renewal as well, but they still have a lot of historic structures. We've mm-hmm. still got a bunch downtown, but we we lost so many you know, there's so many parking lots. Oh, block and, after and, block, yeah. And we lost a lot of those commercial streetcar stops that were kind of sprinkled in the residential neighborhood. You can kind of still see remnants of it. Mm-hmm. And those are great locations that we could get some more commercial development mixed in with residential and kind of rebuild our neighborhoods. Um, but you're right, we're, we're doing a lot better realizing that. And, you know, that's, that's a value that you can't get with a new building. And mm-hmm. people are starting to realize that value that comes in, into historic architecture and why it's worth keeping. Yeah. You know, I, I particularly worry about the areas of our state that are, are rapidly losing population, parts of South yeah. Arkansas, the Delta, of course. I know there's an effort, for instance, uh, to save the, the beautiful Presbyterian Church at Helena because uh, yeah. there's, there's no longer enough people to keep it up anymore right. due to population losses. Uh, my mother's hometown of Desark, they took the old Presbyterian Church there and turned it into the library, which yeah. was, which was a, um, which was a great redo. But uh, I, I know historic preservationists like you, that particularly has to be a concern in our rural towns around Arkansas that are losing population so quickly. A- absolutely, and I think uh, you know a lot of that population that's being lost. Is, is looking for opportunities elsewhere, and and they're the ones who would most likely realize the opportunity of those historic buildings. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people in these smaller rural towns, you know, oh, that's just that old building downtown. You know, they're, there's, they've known it for their whole lives, and so they don't see it being special. And so it's kind of, it, there's no one advocating for them. But I think we're starting to see more in, like, Wynn and, mm-hmm. and in Helena, too. You go on Cherry Street, and there's mm-hmm. some big businesses on Cherry Street in Helena. Oh, Delta Dirt has yeah. uh, just been a godsend. The distillery over there, and, and love the family. It's one of the favorite columns I've written about them. They're now looking at putting a restaurant in. So that could start yes. adding back some critical And that's going to take people in these in. communities just saying, you know, what's special about where we live and, 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 and taking time to invest in it and, and – just going downtown, really, and just being there and, and deciding this is a place that's worth keeping and we're yeah. saving. Here in Little Rock, we, we are taping this right now, sitting in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette building, a historic building itself, once, once a YMCA many yep. decades ago. But uh, uh, we are sitting here, and I can look out my window from the third story now, and I can see construction fencing up to redo the Boyle building, yes. and I can see construction fencing up on the same major corner for the uh, technology park expansion. That That's incredibly exciting yeah. to me uh, when so many downtowns across the Absolutely. country are, are struggling to see construction fencing up yeah. on two sides of that of that major intersection of Capitol and yeah. Main, for instance. And I'm, I'm working on the tech park building. WR oh, is great. doing the re- great. Re- renovation, restoration of the exterior on that and working with CDI contractors. And that's that, the part of the – probably one of my favorite parts of that building was getting to explore it and kind of learn the history of it because we discovered that it was built in 26, but then it was heavily renovated in the 30s and kind of seeing all the different layers of renovation throughout the building – um, but it's it's going to be fantastic once it gets wrapped up. And it, you're right; it's exciting to see the fencing and the and the renderings and so many things going on in one intersection down here. A- absolutely. Still, though, and, and I know you 
like me, walk the streets and think of what could yeah. be so so much potential. I mean, just on Maine alone, uh, KTV, of course, has abandoned the old Worthen Bank building, mm-hmm. uh, a fant- fantastic old structure that would make something good. Meanwhile, the tallest building on Main Street, the Donaghy Building, remains empty. I keep dreaming that somebody will put apartments yeah. or condos in there. So even in downtown Little Rock, still a lot of opportunity. Absolutely, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. How, how do you... How do you attract, and I'm maybe getting out of your area of architecture into into financing, but how do you attract the investors? How do how do you how do you get the capital? How do you sell them? On well, I think I think it. I mean, and, and tie back to Rose Creek. I mean, I think it's it's the the involvement with with people that want to make it happen. Like if there's a one or two people that want to make the Donaghy building, you know, into something, nobody's going to financially back that. That's a big risk. Mm-hmm. But if we, you know, start seeing, you know, pop-ups in the bottom storefronts, I mean, right. I, I would love right. to see a pop-up done at the Donaghy building and put in temporary storefronts there and just see what that building would look like and how it would reactivate that whole street and really get people to think about that. You know, something like that, that, you know, local community, whether it's the city or whether it's nonprofits, but just some way to engage that and show the possibility of it. Then you start getting people saying, well, people, you know, or investors saying, well, people are interested in this. And I think I could, I can make this profitable, you know, because there's so much interest behind it. And, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do with Rose Creek is, is we're going out there and building the trail ourselves and putting up trail markers and, uh, you know, talking to these different people. We're putting on park pop-ups and we do an annual Christmas event. And people are like, "Oh, there's there's a whole community that's behind this. Yeah, and let's let's. Yeah. Let, I, I want to help. I want to get involved. Let's what B- can I do? Build it, and they really will come. <laughs> yeah, yeah if exactly. You, if you yeah, get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, where do you uh, Rose Creek and uh, maybe the the surrounding neighborhoods? Where where do you see things? If looking down the uh, looking down the path five years from now, ten years from it's, now. Well, it's I. I <laughs> been working on it for a while but you know it just it takes a while for these types of things uh, especially you know if you don't if you don't have tons of money like mm-hmm. if you've just got a lot of volunteer support it but it happens but it takes a while but we're really kind of turning a corner we've been working with public works and they've got some preliminary engineering drawings for the trail north of third street uh, uh working with leland couch again at parks and rec and we're really kind of getting everything pinned down on the trail south of 3rd Street. I really feel like we're going to have maybe not a finished trail, um, you know, this year or early next year, but we're at least going to have alignment done, and it's going to be coming very soon. And I think when that happens, you'll start to see new developments in the Capitol View neighborhood where there's a bunch of empty lots right mm-hmm. now. And, you know, there could be some great new single-family residential homes that – um, you know, have a bike storage component as a part of that and really market towards that, um, you know, and all the work that's been going on north of 3rd Street on the hillside there. I mean, that's just an amazing property with views of the Capitol, views of the skyline, direct access, the river trail. Um, again, it's just kind of realizing that potential for it. So I I like to be optimistic. <laughs> I want to say the trail is going to be connected very soon. I, I like optimism too, and I, and I agree with you that that starts those dominoes falling. That as you finish the trail, uh, we have a Rose Creek Park. Uh, that it really leads to more people wanting to live in Capitol View and yeah. wanting to live in Stiff Station, and you start filling up some of those empty residential Absolutely. lots that you were talking about. And there's areas like this all over Little Rock. I mean, it's not just Rose Creek is this unique exactly. all city, but, you know, it just takes some people looking at a, a weed lot or, you know, a little creek drainage or something going, you know what, we can make this into something special in our community, in our neighborhood. 
it takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of people don't have that that ability to put all that time and effort into it so that's the hardest thing but there's so many chances for that all over kind of round downtown little rock in these types of neighborhoods yeah absolutely mason thank you so much you've got you got me excited what you're <laughs> well, talking about. I, I love the things you're working on well i appreciate the opportunity i'm glad to talk to you about it all right mason ellis my guest today thank you for joining us for another edition of the southern fried podcast a production of the arkansas democrat gazette